and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. This week, we are joined none other than the masters in their field, true <laughs> intellectual specimens of the video game industry. We, of course, have the wonderful master of love, master of Metal Gear, Mr. George Weedman. Hello. Hello. Yeah, when did that happen? There's a lot of people who would argue otherwise. <laughs> Shut up, George. <laughs> we also have the master of oh. being unemployed. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. Oh. Mateo. Going straight for the lungs. <laughs> Mr. Matt Visual. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is you, my you're only You're literally not unemployed. You're, you're, you're literally between jobs right now for like one week. And my God, Liam is true. I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, it's, it's more like as Matt announced to us two days ago, my overwhelming excitement for him was full of caps. And I just wanted to bring it up because I'm so dang happy for him. Oh, because um, you're moving to a new location, aren't you? Yeah, California. Right on. California. No more retail! Oh, you were working retail this whole time. Yeah, oh, it's. No. I guess it's kind of retail. It's basically retail. I finally escaped retail hell. Last, I'm talking before you guys have introduced me. What am I doing? And who is this, who is this who mysterious is this intruder in the he studio? is our Canadian cousin. The dad, the sons, and the cousin. I thought and I was Uncle the George. nephew. No, no. No. Wait, okay. yeah, the uncle's the older one in the net. You're yeah. the cousin who doesn't go into Uncle George's basement. Yeah. Uncles and nephews have always confused me. What? Okay. It's, it's at that point huh? where things start to get complicated. <laughs> Let's move on past this. But we have the master of RPG Maker Games, the master of 3D platformers, downright wonderful filmmaker, that is Mr. James Nitrad Lewell. Hello. James. Hi. Thank that you. is me. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you a lot for having me. I was... Honestly, a little shocked when Liam uh, messaged me and it was like, "Hey, do you want to be on this?" I'm like, "Uh," because I've been I've been listening to this podcast for probably I think half a year now. Um, it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Uh, you guys are just a joy to listen to. So um, Ooh, I'm very nervous. We didn't but... pay him to say this. Flattery. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very nervous, but I'm also very excited to be part of this. I'm kind of new Fla- to the whole collaborating with other thing, others kind of thing. You know, I'm, I'm still very small. I just I just hit a hundred thousand uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well done. So, Congratulations. Oh, they're going to send you your plaque, Thank though. you. I'm still waiting on that uh, notification. I just got my verification checkmark a couple of days ago. I was very excited about that. Awesome, dude. Well done. That's really thank cool. You. It's nice to have you on the show. So thank you for joining us as well. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. You're, you're, you're going to love having that plaque around. <laughs> George likes to put it in front of people's faces when they walk in the door of his Yeah, bar. every time I come in, he's like, oh, yeah, look at my plaque, man. <laughs> I, I, man, I don't blame it's him. Like, I'm, I'm going to be the exact same way, probably. <laughs> when you get it in, like, two years when YouTube yeah, processes that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been, I've been hearing. It takes it's, it's kind of a process to get that in. I, How long I, did yours take, George? I, I think it was about three to four months for mine when when i first got the notification that it was coming and then it actually finally came and usually by the time i mean in terms of trends usually when you hit about a hundred thousand plus it's the the subscribers start rolling in anyway and it's a progressive curve upwards for in, the most in part. my case yeah Ooh. so i imagine by the time <laughs> you get the hundred thousand you're getting on for the what is it the next one the 250 is it 
What is the next one? 500? You don't get another plaque again until a million. Yeah, it's, it's a million. And then wow. I think it's 25 million after that. You, that's what you might have been thinking of, 25 million. Holy for the diamond crap. One. I thought it was like, well done. You got another 150,000. No. Yeah. No. Well done. No, There's a huge gap. Ah, uh, well... Keep keep rolling, guys. You'll get there <laughs> one day. Thanks anyway. for the encouragement, reluctant <laughs> father. It's okay, I think, Mike. Uh, George, I think you were around 200K when I found your channel. A couple so, years back. Seven so years ago. <laughs> might have been during the, the, the original dad. No, not. Yeah, that might have been during the original George Sox era. Yeah, uh, I, it was your, um, I mean, I've seen a couple of videos of yours prior because I had a, a friend or two that was subscribed and they really enjoyed your content. But I believe the first one I watched that I was like, yeah, I want to see more from this guy was that uh, the Kojima versus Konami thing. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know yeah. that that definitely reeled in a lot of people. Yeah, that's 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 uh, when he uh, single-handedly took down um, freaking Konami. I think <laughs> the one moment single-handedly got me Kojima from. his new job at Sony. Yeah, Mr. George Weidman <laughs> doing all of single-handedly the developed Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, yes. single-handedly uh, the reason as to why it's so mm, taking so long. Mm, he has got to uh, make sure it's perfect. That's we'll be true. Eyeballing those yeah. credits for that uh, George Weidman credit. Yeah, Postman's Postman Simulator. Postman Simulator coming soon. <laughs> so, talking, of, well, I mean, we we got onto one game, which was Death Stranding, but I'm pretty sure we're here to talk about video games. I think that's what we that do. We've actually played. That we've actually I, played. I, I, I played mean, a couple of those at one point in my yeah, life, I think. In your life? Oh, I mean, really? that's, that's a good start. That's a good start. Mm. <laughs> Liam, you didn't vet him? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't vet him? Vetting? What's background checks? I don't know. <laughs> Dude had 100k subscribers, and I was like, well, let's roll on that train. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, your oh first guest God. your first guest on George's podcast is someone George has never heard of. <laughs> I was a bit confused with that decision, but I feel no, no, fortunate so, okay, nonetheless. Okay, okay, okay. So if we're getting into it, and you're all going to crucify me, what's been happening recently is I have noticed since we very smartly put our podcast on YouTube. One of the comments we always get every week is from a Mr. James. A, oh, I guess I do kind of comment. You, on, and on. we have comments very frequently. And then I noticed that people would comment under it, Nitro Rad, I love your videos. And I was like, who's this guy? So I checked out James's videos and they were very, very good. And I was oh, very, very you. impressed with the sort of weird and quirky videos that James has been posting, especially stuff about RPG Maker games like Lisa and Yume Nikki and stuff like that. Very, very interesting stuff and very, very different to other people. And I guess part of what makes James's videos very good is like his filmmaking background and stuff. So, and on top of that recently, because it's, it's been it's some- It's very lit. It's very <laughs> well lit. It's, it's All the time. Super well it's lit. lit. Yeah. And very yeah, my, good production uh, values. Oh, so, sorry, not to interrupt, but my major in uh, film school was documentary filmmaking, ah. and I kind of wanted to pursue that in a way. And like, documenting a video game, you know, in a review slash retrospective is kinda like that. So, mm. you know, knowing how to edit uh, documentaries definitely helped with like the production value of these videos. Yeah, and like in terms of like a lot of YouTubers go off script sometimes, and you tend to do that, but it's very well. 
Oh, I don't used. go off script. It's not overused. Uh, it's not overused. I, and you do it very well. I, I find yeah, I, I intentionally write in verbal garbage to make it sound like the way I actually speak. Yeah. 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 But uh, so basically, because it's summer and I've been doing some project work and I've been nonstop at my desk doing some stuff on some new things, uh, I've had James's because James posts a lot of videos. He's got he's got quite an extensive back catalog of videos. I basically just had James's videos on in the background for nigh on two weeks now. So oh my I've god. Had this, <laughs> This Canadian dude blaring in my ear about RPG Maker games and Silent Hill and 3D platformers that I would never ever play myself because they look like trash. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was super, super intellectual, super very awesomely made videos and stuff like that. So I thought, hey, we need guests. We need lovable Canadians to fulfill our... <laughs> extensive cultural heritage of japan england america and now canada um so here he is thanks for joining us james as yeah, I thanks for having me three times so well um james did pay for that spot so. that's true <laughs> if you would like to be on <laughs> launch that kickstarter get me on where, the dead and son where the money for dad Den comes from that's true how do you think we pay for all the games we're gonna make of course but i just want to kick things off by saying it's been obon here in japan what's obon it's a summer festival in not festival it's a summer thing in japan basically it originally started out it's kind of like the japanese celebration of dead mm-hmm. my girlfriend dead? who is japanese dead? is nodding at me that i'm correct that it is about that oh my god is she right there she just walked into the room and it's like she's trying <laughs> to gesture to me that the souls of the dead come back to the families oh the Wait, dead gestures yeah she can gest- say that much in gestures they swim back wait no <laughs> they 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 don't go they oh don't swim during obon because the souls are in the sea oh oh no they'll pull you down this is like awesome gesturing yeah so basically in obon <laughs> what happens is the souls of the of dead family members return to the living basically and you have to sort of pray for them and pray that they have you know, in the afterlife, they are safe and whatever. But supposedly during Obon, you're not meant to go into the sea because you will be pulled down into the afterlife with the dead. So, but basically, Japan uses that as an excuse for everyone to be off work. So, as nice. everyone knows on this podcast, we have found out that Japanese people are workaholics. It's one of the only times of the year that many Japanese workers have off. So it's like a super busy time. Everyone gets together and stuff like that. So I've been spending it here with my girlfriend. And that means I haven't had a chance to play too many games apart from Dead Cells. And going off from last week. (laughs) Dude, I wrote a review and somehow it got plagiarized. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, but no. Was it it one of the best representations of video game combat you've seen? (laughs) (laughs) he somehow also got my factual errors (laughs) correct too (laughs) but no so i've been playing dead cells and it's funny we're talking about procedural generation last week and i still have very similar issues with dead cells but matt man i've been getting into it dude but it's good we were talking about it yesterday 
and everything. I got to like what I thought was the the second to last area, the clock tower bit. And you were like, "Yeah, mate, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You got a long way to man. go." But I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying it. I keep abusing ice powers because I'm too much of a coward to try anything else. I have to like freeze enemies and then I'll I'll immediately buy weapons that have like that do more damage to frozen enemies and I can't step away from using frozen stuff. Matt, tell me I'm I, I'm on the right path. Uh, what I used to do is traps, lots and lots of traps, and I'll have some synergy between them. So there's like, if they were to cause bleeding, I would have like a bow that would, um, do a certain amount of damage towards bleeding. Yeah. So I would throw down the chat traps and just like wreck through them. Oh, okay. Uh, especially the guys who teleport around and stuff is so freaking annoying. Oh yeah. Those guys like in the, the, what and looks like a bio swamp place. Yeah, it's and like, the spin the wind guys, and yeah, a lot of these guys kind of like get in your face. Do you know the if ones that annoy traps, me the you most? Can kind of stop them. The ones that annoy me the most are like the bats and shit that just like fly up next to you and will explode immediately. Yeah, no, mm mm, mm mm. There's a there's <sighs> a lot of no exploding bats. That's exploding so bats. that's just oh that's so annoying. And sometimes depending on which level you're in, like the sewers, because they're green, and you're like in the toxic sewers which is also green they blend in with the background uh oh and then it's like where the fuck did that guy come from and the yeah, if you're not careful you get overwhelmed and you could be doing real good real good full health everything yes fall down <laughs> the wrong hole everyone swarms you oh and you get trapped in a corner and like you're trying you're a to black like that guy in the walking dead that's why i need know? the ice powers because I need to, like, let off the bomb, the ice grenade, like, immediately if I get overwhelmed and just freeze everyone in my vicinity. If I take, like, half health, I'm just, like, out of there. Ugh. But it's good. I'm really, really enjoying it, actually. And on Switch, it's amazing. So this is a, a Metroidvania title, right? Yeah. Oh, you want to be careful I with, really, with that term. Yeah. I really, we don't like the... We don't like the phrase Metroidvania? No, it's... Uh, there's some commenters who don't like it. Okay. Uh, honestly, I don't louder, really... Actually. I don't really like the term Metroidvania because I like Metroid a lot, but I really don't care for the Castlevania games. And I'm unsure why, but I know there, there has to be some sort of difference, if that's the case. Well, it was nice having you on the show today, James. <laughs> <laughs> I blew it! Oh, no. no, I think, no, I would really, really, even more so after last week's conversation about Metroidvanias, I'm even more so hesitant to call Dead Cells a Metroidvania. It's definitely a start at position A, run to position B, and that's it. Like, you always start at the same point, and then you go through procedurally generated levels. And I've got even more of a problem with procedural generation in Dead Cells now, because the more I play, the more I realize that the procedural generation rules just makes up random rooms and met random areas just to fill out the level. And then Dead Cells is a game all about like exploring. Like you want to keep exploring to find treasure, to get more scrolls that buff you up. And the problem is it tricks you into like spending a lot of time clearing the the map because it's fogged over until you've explored an area and then it becomes visible on your map. So you can check that you've been everywhere so you're not thinking that you've missed something. So the problem is, about 50% of the time, I don't know whether it was like this in early access as well, Matt, on PC, 
but like 50% of the times, the areas you explore have like nothing in them. And it's a waste of time. And you're like, oh, why is this here? It's just a door that enters into a room that has nothing in it, no nothing secret, it. no scroll, so no enemies. that kind of procedural. It's that kind of procedural generation. Oh, no. And it can't get away with that because of it. Well, it, stuff are hidden in some of the yeah, some of the ones there. But that's the thing is, it puts me off exploring sometimes, and then I'll miss out on powers and stuff like that, and I'll just be like running as fast as I can through a level until I find, you know, the entrance to the next stage. Which also works because if you speed run it, you can get inside those uh, doors. That yeah, 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 yeah. Those doors that unlock after a certain amount of time. No, they lock after a oh. certain time. Oh, sorry, sorry. I might have uh, heard it wrong from, from the IGN <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I, I've only been playing Dead Cells, but I have found that I have a massive distaste for mukbang videos. Mukbang? What's, you know, what's not to like about those? Do you guys know what those are at all? I've no. never heard of that. They're, they're the ones where the girl eats food into the microphone, right? What could go wrong? Not just the girl eating food into the microphone. Men as well. Wait, like ASMR? <laughs> yeah, like like ASMR, basically. Yeah. But so, with eating? Yes. So I wanted to bring this up because I've been playing the Switch. And I've been sat like, you know, like watching game stuff and stuff. And then... Having been at my girlfriend Ran's house, she has this fascination with mukbang videos. I don't know what it is. It's weird. But, like... Is she? Is it on the speaker blasting? Yes! Uh. <laughs> like, she'll browse Instagram and, like, look at them. And, like, it is the grossest sound. Are you just hearing, like, apple crunching blaring it, yes, from one room Oh, over? my God. It's like... I'm hearing the, the smacking, right? Like, what? And I'm like, oh my god, is someone getting sucked off continually? It's ridiculous. <laughs> what is going on? And I, so, as well as playing Dead Cells, I found that I have a massive distaste for mukbang videos. Um, I, I, I think the idea is that you're supposed to vicariously eat the, the girl's food with your face so that it um, mentally fills you up. It's, it's like eating, but with your mind. Oh my god, that's exactly what she said. She's like, you know, she's really into fitness and, like, she eats fucking salad only. You can, you can see and the flavor. She, yeah, to her it's like the satisfaction of someone else eating a giant pizza is, like, hers to share. And I'm like, that's not how that's, it fucking works. <laughs> that's that's kind of interesting, though. Like, I, I, remember, I remember back in high school, I used to watch that uh, Epic Meal Time channel back when that was, like, yeah. brand new. I would feel full just from watching those guys eat. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like looking at Elon Musk and being like, dude, I'm happy for your money. You know? <laughs> I'm happy for you to have money. I don't need money. You can have it. <laughs> That's such a nice way of, like, reiterating mo money, mo problems. Like, wow. You could sneeze and pay my rent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Kanye... I'm so happy you're successful. I'm so I'm just I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> anyway, that's been my week. George. Oh. You have been doing the same thing you did last week. I've right? been playing more of games I started last week. I I that's I good. played more of the persistence, that uh PSVR procedural generation horror thing. That thing's really surprisingly great. 
Um, I was actually a bit excited seeing that on the outline because that's a game I've been interested in hearing more about, but the uh, the slightly higher than normal VR price tag is the only reason I haven't picked it up yet for myself. Uh, what price do they have it at right now? Uh, it's forty dollars Canadian. I don't know how much that is America. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. Um, Lord have mercy. Well, uh, I mean, I don't want to say as of right now whether or not it is going to be forty dollars worth or not. I would say that it totally mm. feels like, like um, a solid thirty dollars. Well, mind you, forty dollars Canadian is thirty dollars oh. American. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. and it, it feels like a solid thirty dollar production. Like it's certainly not AAA. The the the, the voice actors, uh, they're not super diverse. Oof. They 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 <laughs> struggle sometimes with their like two female voices in the whole game to convey how how emotional and and scared they are. Um, one thing that I think will stick a a, a fork in Liam's booty is uh, the procedural <laughs> level generation has a lot of tunnels that oftentimes look the same. The pool of assets that they pulled from for these opening levels I'm going through doesn't seem that high to the point where it's very easy to get disoriented. However, all of this is kind of sort of compensated and mitigated by um, the, 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 the roguelike element to it, which also works really well with a VR game. Um, cause you know, for, for a short VR session, your eyes might start to burn after 30 to 45 minutes. Whoops. That's about how long it takes for you to die in a good meaty roguelite run anyway. Right? So yeah, yeah. It's paced very, very well. After 30 to 45 minutes, you'll probably steadily work your way into an increasingly spooky environment where you'll get really, really immersed. Then you'll die. Then you'll take it off, take a break for a few minutes before doing it all again. And, um, that actually reminds me a lot there's this uh freeware horror game from like i think 2012 uh it wasn't like super great but it sounds like a very similar idea it was called like scp yeah something, something, where there's like that monster that moves yeah when you yeah blink, the weird, and it was all like, procedurally generated standing up oh, based thing. on based on the like, yeah the cop creepy pasta stuff the wiki yeah, thing. yeah oh man i miss those days there was that seems right up your alley james like you're the you're the you're the guy for horror, right? Oh, I love horror games, especially in VR, because I've I've had a hard time being scared by horror games as of late, and I God, find I VR I is like, VR is the thing that has made horror games scary yeah. again to me. So one one of the monster types in here, I freaking love. It works so well for the format and the game design that they've made, and that's um these these like stealth zombies that have a AI that reminds me a lot of the assassins in Half-Life 1. These AIs have a really solid bead on how visible they are. They 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 are somehow able to tell how much of uh their their silhouette is exposed to the character through I I guess there's some some ray that they trace out there to see if they're visible to the player and then they move to the shadows instead and actually use stealth against you. And like they're uh, eyeballing their camo. Yeah, they have a light gem. Um, you 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 can get snuck up on them. You can get outsmarted by them. And on top of there being a lot of uh, very well horror, uh, very well scripted horror, atmospheric buildups that lead up to jump scares. There's really great AIs that populate these areas. Um, Matt, do you remember how many uh, items there were to gather everywhere? Right. 
And you remember how some yeah. of the panels would be trapped, right? What we didn't... Um, panels. Yeah, floor panels. They, they had traps on them, and you could uh, turn them off with your cell phone map. And we oh, never no, got to that. I remember turning off traps for you. <laughs> oh, no. Matt's just we, aimlessly oh, walking around the map. Okay, okay. So yeah. fun, There's... You George must have gotten almost shocked sometimes. Omnipotent <laughs> God looking after him as he just aimlessly walks around. <laughs> Wait, is is this the game that had that uh, yeah, companion yeah. app you mentioned? If you uh, oh. have a friend around, you can put them on a an interactive cell phone map app and have them be your hacker buddy. They're your they're, they're to your naked snake. Okay, that sounds really cool. And there are traps. Oh, James didn't listen to the last podcast. Exposed. <laughs> well, I, I, I made it pretty clear at the beginning <laughs> that I'm a fan of this podcast. It comes in boasting oh so my God. high. <laughs> <laughs> you can use the traps against the bad guys, and it feels really cool and smart. I mean, oh, yeah. Matt oh, yeah. is calling you out, James, but at the end of the day, Matt was playing the game and he didn't even fucking notice himself. Listen. Hey, listen. During the George runs, we didn't have any electricity traps. That's what you're talking about, right, George? I, I remember there being floor panels that were trapped with electricity that I used my thumb yeah, finger yeah. to turn off for you. I remember having to teleport across them, and you not turning oh them off. Oh my god! Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this fire on this episode today. Sounds like George, like with his app, was connected to like someone else's game or something. <laughs> <laughs> A nightmare that'd be. Well, you played Overcooked too. Oh, together yeah, as well. Yeah. Right? Um, what did you think, Matt? What did you think of Overcooked too? It's like Overcooked 1, but with a lot of useless garbage <laughs> in the way. You can like throw like with the cursor the now. Story thing. It, you can huh? throw with the cursor now. Well, yeah, that's 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 good. I mean, that's good. The gameplay is, is fun. It's just you, like all this other crap. You like got to ride the battle bus around, around to your secret switch levels. Like who cares? Like it's we're not playing it for they that. They still haven't like, added a free useless. cook mode. We're playing to just cook shit, right? And and they actually made it worse. Like you couldn't just jump in and switch the menus your chef are a little more convoluted. You have to go all the way back to the main menu. Like what? What are they doing? Why would you? I make mean, the it's game worse? fine. I don't know if it's like objectively worse. I'm sure you get used to the new menus no, after no. a while. Well, Sure, sure, sure. It's like you get a new chef. Oh, guess what? You have to go all the way back to the main menu. It's not as bad as Monster Hunter menu, so my standards are really (laughs) freaking low right now. You were just complaining about the division, so I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Wait, Matt, you've also been playing the division. Yes, well, it's fine. We'll we'll get to that, right, George? I I guess (laughs) our time is divided here. Oh, is it? It sure oh, would be right. a shame well, if division. we um, had nice yeah yeah our our, our uh, trust divided between the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've uh, uh, Ryan, uh, a friend of ours who was also playing Overcooked too, um, 
we he got me into the division. He was explaining this when I was explaining uh, uh, Monster Hunter to him. <laughs> After like and, six weeks uh, ago of George asking you to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> what? The division? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a free trial. He was like, oh, there's a free trial. George didn't say anything about a free trial. I didn't trial. know there was a free trial. Uh, yeah, George George just bought it, you know. <laughs> YouTube money. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I played it, um, and I actually quite liked it. I, um, I don't know, George, George, you didn't like it. You, you complained a lot when we started Those playing games, together. but by the time you got to me, I was, <laughs> I was way over your level. I was like, you played for like 18 hours straight. Okay. Cause, cause you're between jobs right now. All right. I, I have a thing against like bad video game menus like like if i want to do something simple and the video game menu makes it more complicated than it needs to be then like my 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 raised on morrowind's pc interface ass is gonna have a very hard time like going past click number three I, I want everything on my character's inventory out in a grid as soon as I press the button with clear iconic representation, nice quick descriptive tool tips, uh, uh, a, a numbering and labeling system that is um, consistent and clean and, and visually efficient. And my God, like, like this game's menus, they're, I don't know if they're as bad as Monster Hunter or not. It seems like they're both in like the same hole. You don't know if they're as bad as Monster Ryan Hunter? was telling us to ignore the big obvious number that's in the largest font typeface on your inventory screen when you're trying to gauge how much damage your guns actually he's, do. He's telling you like he's just telling like like high end metagame stuff. He he was <laughs> telling to us to ignore right the DPS number that is like the one single value that determines how much the gun is worth in the first place. And and we're just supposed to well, ignore yeah, it doesn't that determine and, and, gun. Yeah, feel. we're supposed to pay attention to the numbers a page into that menu. He he's telling you to open your mind. That's no, he's, he's telling, telling me to he's close it and ignore that those there's things. a damage number. He He's, he's telling oh you that God. there's a damage number oh on God. the gun and an RPM. And then you want to look at the recoil and how much you care to fight with that gun. It, it all depends. So, yes, the damage number doesn't really mean too much if they're around the same amount of Furthermore, DPS. I can't unequip things. If I have a gun that I want to compare in a list with other guns... I can press the compare button, which shows me numbers that don't appear on previous pages where I was like doing the gun comparison in my head. The, the big, <laughs> when you're comparing guns with the compare button, the DPS number, you're supposed to- This is not the to menu. Send. I thought you were talking, I about, talking the menu. about the menus. You're, and also the, the, the buying and selling interface. He, you just don't like numbers. I don't numbers. like numbers. <laughs> I, I kind of feel you. I'm I'm the same way. I have a really bad habit of like just seeing more than six numbers on the screen, being like, "Well, I'm not yeah, paying attention." Yeah, yeah. Like my brain turns off. I fucking off. love numbers. That's how I played Bloodborne. I was able to I manage the, the numbers. numbers in the Souls games fine. Something about the numbers and in... once the numbers get bigger, I know I'm doing uh, better. It's easy. 
It's like oh Liam. yeah, it's just when there's when there's so many of them is when I just lose interest. Oh yeah, when it's like MMO levels of shit. Like I understand. Yeah, there's that, such when it's like Monster Hunter and it's like wow, such... I've gone from thirty to ninety. That makes the, sense. The defining like design trend of the past decade, from my like number skeptical ass point of view, has been like shoving in number bloat everywhere to the point where like I'm finally starting to tolerate it. But the persistence, the persistence has number bloat. There are three different currencies you're juggling around in the persistence. There's tokens, stem cells, credits, and and they're all working on like a different value system where where you can have a single digit of tokens and that's fine that'll buy you a lot but but oh you're gonna need four digits worth of credits to be able to buy stuff and it's so i i don't understand why why it can't just be like streamlined into collectible upgrades instead that that don't have to get shoehorned uh, into it that a, doesn't sound a too bad to me system that just kind of sounds like that just right, kind of sounds like bloodborne with uh what is it the uh the madman's knowledge that's not Bloodborne has reason. insight. It has souls, and insight. I think those are the only two currencies. Not not souls, but blood echoes, whatever they call them in that one. Yeah, having multiple different economies in a game is quite ridiculous, and that is when it gets confusing. But in terms of the numbers itself, I mean, if you have like a singular currency or maybe two, as long as it's manageable, it doesn't matter how high the number is. Your brain uh, can compute. Uh, okay, it's just okay. when it's like we need. I, I wouldn't. We I want to give people some context on the on the division thing. There's a lot real, of currencies. Uh, uh, George George was getting so angry that he couldn't find us on the map. The okay? map is so cluttered <laughs> with um, numbers and junk. He didn't know how to zoom out and see us on the map. Okay, the big big old blue target. There are so target. many tiny blue yeah. icons on that map. Mm, mm, okay. Okay, yep, yep, so there's some context there. My favorite part of this podcast is George just not being able to understand things that don't sound that hard to understand. It's all our favorite parts. We love you, George. I think that's another thing. Like, I was thinking about it then. It's like, you know Destiny? I hate Destiny. But doesn't that have, like, 50 different economies as well? Like, Glimmer, Lights... Screw destiny. Whatever microtransaction uh, currency it has. Meh. No, I don't remember that. That's just glimmer, glimmer, and then I don't think the first one had a lot of microtransactions for it to be for you to actually think about it. Uh, at all. But it wasn't the like second light one. Level, oh my god, glimmer level. Second one, yes. Ugh. Which one is your player Disney level? No problem was in that anyway. Uh, I I'm have I'm feeling that with the division. Like there's there's currencies. You, you, there's tech parts that are a certain currency. Medical supplies that yeah. are a certain other currency. Like there's currencies that feed into your branch of your character's specialization of the upgrade tree, which is upgrades of a building that you buy that makes your character better and that building special is it it's convoluted you got to wrap your head around a lot of nonsensical video game logic it's not though it's not <laughs> it's not make your case <laughs> what do I you mean understand. i definitely understand where george is coming from sometimes it's just it but have like you played the game leo you, you're gonna play the game and you're gonna be like what did wait I played the, alpha. the part where george wait. is 
Or was it the beta? Like, I played before the game came out when they had, like, an alpha and beta. And ultimately, even ignoring those problems, it was definitely not for me anyway. But I, I understand in the sense that when you just start a game and you look at everything that's going on, all the systems, the map, the UI, everything, you're just like, can't be bothered. Yeah. I don't it, know. It's not Warframe. Warframe is like that. Warframe, you get in, you're like, what the hell is Warframe. this? And then you, you log out. <laughs> it it's not Warframe. A lot of, a lot of, of feeling oh overwhelmed. My, okay, but I'm done. No, no, you got to make your case. No, there's there's no case. Whatever case I No, I no, make, there's it, a case. There's like, a case. Because no. if you remember, <laughs> towards no, the end of the session, I did start to mm -hmm. feel it, right? Right? Yeah, the, 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 the difficulty are curve. Really well designed. They're really yeah, good. Yeah, they they uh, very very well account for uh, how spongy the enemies are. <laughs> Wait, you expect them to just all fall down? I, yeah, you're shooting them in the face with guns. In a Tom Clancy game, known for his his appreciation of of accuracy and realism and, and detail. Like, uh, uh, maybe I'm speaking from ignorance here because I've never played this game. But when when I see someone get shot, yeah, I, I expect them to fall down. So you're going to use that logic for every single game? So if you play any game where you slash not a every, sword? Not like, every like, game, wait, 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 but like... Wait, 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 let's, let's talk about Raiden, okay? Raiden's freaking game. Raiden Vengeance, Raiden whatever Vengeance. crap that shit Raiden's called. fighting cyborg <laughs> ninjas with metal <laughs> armor and stuff. He's They're not humans. He's sliced in half from the first he's not, thing. He's not shooting a man in the face. He's cutting How a robot cut... ninja man. No, no. How it's different. You other people, but you cannot cut other uh, freaking other things. Well, Why? Well, th Why? Th one thing that's a very, very... What, 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 uh, no. Oh my god! Okay, I'm just gonna lay it out here. What? One thing that's a very, very clear, obvious <laughs> distinction between those two settings you brought up that paints it as a complete apples to oranges comparison is that Raiden Cyborg Mutant Ninja Turtle game takes place in a far, fantastically <laughs> futuristic setting where everyone is wearing super duper armor. Uh, in Tom Clancy's The Division, people are just wearing like raincoats and shit. And it feels like the game. It's a Exactly, it feels like. You have to oh get the, the juice in order to do your little slice <laughs> mode, and then you slice people. What's that? What's that? Okay, see? You got to get get the juice oh, from oh. their, from their yeah. spines. Oh, but the, it feels like the mechanics... The it's the a mechanics mechanic. and the design <laughs> the and the pacing of the Division's combat feels like it should be taking place in an entirely different setting. Because for what it is, it is well thought out. It's well designed. It's a super-duper smartly designed co-op shooter for the kind of PvE game where everyone would be wearing super-duper armor. But everyone's not, and it looks weird, and it looks stupid, and I can't take it seriously. I don't think it's meant to be taken. It's so goofy. It's like the goofiest Tom Clancy game ever. You don't you don't take video games seriously? I don't. Especially not the division. It's not a game to take seriously, for sure. And I mean I I don't take many Ubisoft games that seriously. Like there's so many like stupid voiceovers in that game that they do on purpose. I, I am it's describing tonal hell. whiplash, which is a familiar video game problem because video games are oftentimes too silly for their source material. Oh yeah, the source material is a little 
little serious. Even though I, I, mm, I have way too paying too much attention. No, those are all based on like novels, aren't well, they? Tom, Cl- Tom Clancy, Clancy originally was a novelist <laughs> yeah. before he was a name on a video game box. So I wonder what how like he's not around anymore, but I wonder how he would react to like seeing a guy get shot in the face five I'm times. I'm pretty sure it would just be, be like, eh, whatever. Let me just sign this check. <laughs> Cash yeah. in the bank. Cash yeah. in the bank. Yeah, money's Cash money. Yeah. Done. yeah. Anyway, I'm James, done. what about you, sir? Yeah. What have you been playing recently? Please grace us. Wait, oh, wait, uh, I've doing? I've been playing that new WarioWare game, uh, yes! WarioWare Gold. Oh, it is so much fun. It's it's kind of like a similar deal to Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Why in the that fuck did we waste twenty minutes on the division when we could be talking about <laughs> WarioWare? God damn it! It's it's kind of like that the latest Rhythm Heaven in that it's uh, a collection of a bunch of previous mini games or micro games. Sorry. Um, but they're all, like, repainted, re- redone, remade uh, for the new controls. Like, there's some from the Wii one, um, but obviously you don't have a Wii remote. So they just retool it so you do it by tilting the DS left and right. But it's kind of a combination of, like, the original WarioWare, WarioWare Twisted and, and Touched, because the 3DS can do all of that. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just super cool. It's got, like, all the best games from the previous ones, a bunch of new ones on top of it. And, yeah, as you get further into the game, they start, like, combining all of that until you get to a point when you're at the last boss where, like, it stops telling you what kind of game it is. So you have to have the stylus ready and be ready to tilt it or press the A button. <laughs> and you just got to be able to recognize the game at that point. And it gets really difficult, and it's really cool. But the absolute best part of that game is... Well, it's the first WarioWare game to have fully voice-acted cutscenes. But you can unlock a studio mode where you can dub over the cutscenes with your own voice with the horrible 3DS microphone. I just love, like, and how much of a benchmark these features don't deserve to be. <laughs> I like you wouldn't believe how much fun it is to do that. It's and not like, even on the Switch f- either, so it's like no. Just my friend and I, my friend and I streamed for two hours straight of us just doing that. Like, I didn't think it would be, but, like, it is one of the most fun, like, stupid little tidbits <laughs> that I've seen included in it, like, in the background of a game in a, in a long time. It's so weird, because I really, really want to play it, but I can't justify, one, it's on the 3DS, and it's, you know, I, I don't want to, I love the 3DS so much, and I, you know, I, I'm sad mm, to, mm. <clears throat> to admit that, in terms of my eyes, the last game I played on it was... Samus Metroid Return, which was almost a year yeah, ago. Yeah, that was that was the same. Here. And also, WarioWare is like a multiplayer game to me. It needs to have other people experience it with you. And I'm obviously well, it it has it has multiplayer modes you can play wirelessly if you yeah, have a friend that also wants. But the game. who the fuck, apart from games journalist, has that now for WarioWare? Like a 3DS with the Switch out true. for a year and a half, and buying two copies of WarioWare Gold. Ah, uh, it's such a shame. I, I don't yeah. want to be that guy saying it. Just bring everything to the Switch. But if you're going to have first-party Nintendo games like that, where they've had I to... Mean, Wario, but, WarioWare is always the perfect game just to test new hardware. It was one so of the... I, like, Game & Wario for the Wii U was one of the better Wii U early titles uh, as well. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. It was pretty uh, good. I liked the sneaky gamer game yes. where you're playing as Nine Volt and you got to put away the game when your the mom comes in because you're trying to sleep. The but they 
that they just put that game in Game and Wario. Yes. Well, the drawing one was fun, but me versus gone, so you can't play that anymore. So because of those two things, Game and Wario is kind of obsolete now. Yeah. Well, and the opinion. Wii one was just fucking amazing. It was a masterpiece. Oh, that's 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 my favorite one. The multiplayer in that is. And this is the so weird thing: fun. is the Switch has like motion control, yeah, controllers. So instead of like retooling the actual game to work with the 3DS, it's like just put it on the Switch, a more portable and more used console right now. Well, part of me thinks and that they might be trying to gauge interest right now before they do like. You know, maybe they're compiling older games because it's a little easier to yeah, do. Yeah, maybe, they but I don't know. When you see do like a, see a big sales celebration, they like do a that. bigger one. Because they're doing yeah. it with like Mario, <coughs> Super Mario Party or whatever it is. You know, that's going to have oh, yeah. fucking tons of older, uh, older Mario Party minigames and new ones as well. Um, hmm. Oh, I really want to play it. It sounds really, really good, but. It is good. It's really I mean, it's, it's a short game. Like, they're all very short, but. It's it's very replayable. There's like a new uh, like um, achievement list, and it's like get this many points in this one, beat this micro game with your 3ds upside down, like stuff like that. And uh, they all reward you coins. And there's now like this crank machine where you can like unlock all the extra mini games and like yeah. uh, studio recordings and all the little like oh the virtual boy came out and whatever you know that stuff. And it it just feels really rewarding to do all those and then use the coins to get all that stuff. But yeah. I've been playing that nonstop. Super fun game. George, you're going to pick it up? Because you, like, literally only bought a 3DS, what, four months ago? Yeah. I I, I, I played Zelda really? and Monster Hunter and really wish I, <laughs> I could get more out of which, it. Uh, which Zelda? There's, like, there's like four of them, Link I Between think, Worlds. 3DS? I, had, I had a blast. I still haven't oh, played that. It looks real good. good. Dude, you need to get on that. It's so good. Like, yeah, like literally really my favorite modern Zelda game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, I know you're not like as big on Breath of the Wild as others seem to be. And I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I kind of agree with you on that. Like Breath of the Wild just felt like I, good I, I to in me. my private that was about personal it. connections, like I keep running into these people. <laughs> Where are they factored into the metacritic score? I don't know, but when I was like writing <laughs> that thing, like like my social circle was like, yeah, no, it seems seems reasonable and yeah, like uh, your review of it, I, I, yeah, I found it totally agreeable. I was really surprised the uh, negative reaction to that. I thought it was a pretty sensible. Well, I had to, opinion. you know, sugarcoat it with stupid gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a friend that hates that review because of the <laughs> rhymey yeah, stuff. I've, he I've, did. I've, I've, I've run into one of those. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, your, your review, the way you did that. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, on the other hand, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fun game. It's really fun, but it's just... Yeah, uh, it's fun, and it has, like, the know. best open world. It just has other oh, problems. Yeah. Well, I, I, my, my problem with Breath of the Wild is just how uncreative I am, because that is such a densely packed game with things to do, and you get... You can interact with everything in any way, like, within the first hour, but I'm just so bad at thinking of creative solutions, so I just kind of do things the vanilla, just go up and hit the things with my sword, uh, and that's oh. about it. So that's more well, of a personal That's weird, reason. because to me, I'm the opposite, whereas, mm. like, if an open world has really dense 
areas like lots of houses to go in and lots of other stuff i'm just like oh, i don't want to do this it's super boring whereas breath of the wild yeah. was like oh there is one tree in the middle of a field there is nothing else here i wonder what i can do with this tree just this singular tree i like that they're really good at making small things seem very significant but, but they're not like what would you find at the tree it would be the same korok kid you found 700 times before because there's 900 of them it's <laughs> like four Korok kids. It so, could be a different one. Yeah, but it'd be like I picked up this lightning rod, and now there is like water next to this. So if I lie, if I sneakily lie, lots of iron swords down up to the tree, and then all but, uh, the cobblins in the tree, I can roast those motherfuckers alive. It's like yeah, but uh, see, George, you gotta understand that uh, the Korok seed is not what matters. The Korok seed is an excuse to do the thing. Like like a star in a Mario game, getting the star isn't fun because you got the star. It, getting a star was fun because it gave you an excuse to get Mario up to I that was platform. Very, very it's quickly how I conditioned to just ignore all that stuff I could be doing exploring for because the rewards were. I would also you know, argue that it. the Korok seeds are not meant to be collected. They are ultimately stuff you yeah. stumble upon during your journey. I think. Yeah, I, 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 I can understand both. I, I, I think there. one important distinction that 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 feels comfy to me is that Link Between Worlds actually looks and feels and plays like a Zelda game. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely um, true. That's a more traditional I, Zelda with some yeah. little gimmicks I've... that push it. But then it also has its own stupid problems like the whole renting the weapons thing which is nigh on annoying as hell. Really? I heard a lot of people praise that quality no, when that it's annoying. <laughs> it's really like it you makes, can, okay. if you can borrow matter. them to use in it does make your death matter but it's also annoying because in Zelda you don't really die that often, and when you do die, like maybe three hours have passed, you're like, oh, now I've got to track all the way back to Ravi I, and buy the I weapon. The game and go again. Quite easy, so I played it on hard mode and had the time of my life because at that point the rental yes, system and mattered. Yes, I bet you. St- yes, but I bet you still didn't die that no, often. Oh, it was perfectly and... balanced. Nah. Is there no like fast travel system? No, you really have to yeah, there is a fast travel. Walk system. all the way back. There is and a fast. I still had more money than I knew what to do with. It's just annoying. Hmm. It's like, you know, returning to a, a store every. It's like the, not as bad, of course, of course not as bad, but in Phantom Hourglass, having to go back to the temple. Oh, of the, it was no oh, yeah. Phantom Hourglass. It's not that, but it's it's it's. And it's one of those Zelda things. Like every Zelda game has to have something that is annoying. They used to just <laughs> be perfect. Just, just every- that's how I uh, that's how I felt about Wind Waker until they did that remake that kind of ironed out a lot of those problems. Yeah, it ironed out some of those problems, but it still had the Triforce quest. It's like <laughs> oh, that was that was streamlined. It was streamlined, a but lot. just streamlining shit. It's like it's still streamlined shit. It's not fun. It's not ultimately that fun. Every Zelda game uh, seems to have these weird things. I thought things. it was kind of fun to like have the the treasure map on the on the touch screen in real time and looking for it and I don't know. I thought I thought it was kind of fun. Not fun enough to <laughs> sell <a> Wii U's. <laughs> Not fun enough for Liam. Hey, I still like like every game has issues, <laughs> but like some are bigger than others, you know. Breath of the Wild, yeah, agreeably so, has issues, but I far more agree that the positives outweigh the negatives of that game. It is not the perfect game, but I feel that sometimes it is the perfect open world. For it's no masterpiece. As a video game representation of an open world. <laughs> and a very open world. You can do as you I wish. I just like 
for the most I, part. I, I, I want to harp on a bit about the concept of, of video game representation versions of things. For some reason, I find the categorizing of things such as video game combat and video game open worlds to be, like, comedically specific. I don't know. I'm still dwelling yes, on that fill-up line. because they are. Open world games are a trope. They're GTA, they're San Andreas, uh, GTA, Saints Row, they are The Witcher. They are like what you exactly picture in your head. We have, we have these weird distinctions in video games because they are tropes in our own mind. And that, that means they're also tropes in video game designers' minds. So it was nice to have a game like Breath of the Wild that kind of doesn't really do that. And I think that's why... Maybe people got caught up a little too much in it being different in that regard and it having this chemistry system that was different. But, yeah, it is hmm. kind of frustrating that we have this and it's a little closed-minded, I think. Um, speaking of closing things... Closed minds. Matt, are you still here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, my mind is not closed. How's the Division's open world? Quote, open world. End quote. Oh, it's it's uh, largely not almost boring. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of little things like encounters and stuff like that. Um, I mean, after a while, I mean, it, it's cool to look at for sure. Like the game is beautiful, and you know everything. Um, it's like one to one to like New York and stuff like that, but. You know, you get you you get tired of this seeing people ask for water and stuff like that when you don't want to give it to them because the water gives you buffs like oh you know, my god that is elite. selfish yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my god <laughs> like a homeless guy yep. asking you for your subway like fuck no no this is my buff <laughs> item this no is mine. I need this for the for the raid <laughs> <laughs> I need this hot and fresh footlong for the raid later. <laughs> What if I have to shoot that guy five times in the face? Come on. That's how many it takes, don't you know? Tom Clancy did the research. Well, if you eat that subway, you're going to be shooting him five more times because he gets all his health back. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What if, like, you give the water to the homeless guy, and then he's like, now I'm buffed. I'm going to steal your weapons. Now I am invincible. Because I drank water in post-apocalyptic New York. <laughs> I'm 50% more they, healthy they than everyone. some mean stuff if you walk away, too. Like, if you just walk away from them after, like, this robot guy that apparently... Like, he just... No one explains that there's a robot talking in the background. Yeah. Like, oh, you're leaving a safe the area. Destiny, oh, like, Dinklebot is even in there. Like, you just, they never explain Isaac. it. Isaac. They never explain it. It's like, who is this person? Like, it's obviously some futuristic something. When, when bad on. guys come in, you literally hear beep, boop, beep, boop. Bad guys detected. Take cover, Will Robinson. <laughs> And um, when when the robot scans the, the the you know homeless person who wants like a can of food or something, um, and the bag of chips, they if you walk away, they'd be like, "I hope you die," <laughs> or some stupid thing. Like, it's just like, wow. You turn around and you aim the gun at them oh. so they can run away. Oh, oh that's how you did. Oh my God, Matt, you you probably don't follow the red lights in GTA games. Holy no, I shit. don't. Why would I? Why would I do that? Because it makes life easy for everyone. 
Are you telling me you don't aim a gun at people that ask you for food? No, no, I, I, I mean, I keep a strap on me in real life. Just make sure. <laughs> no, you, know, you in, don't. Remember Atlanta? You can't go to the Publix without freaking getting hassled by like 20. I've known you for years and you <laughs> never mind. He's moving to California soon. He's got to wise up. Get ready for those. Get ready for those streets. I'm moving to Compton, guys. <laughs> no. Not L.A. Dude, if you had a PS4 before, <laughs> you know you know experiences you've had previous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got robbed twice, so. I'm so you're moving to California. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, you mentioned that a while ago that you someone stole your PS4. Yeah, that was the second time. <laughs> and I had a, I had an alarm system, and the the police you, didn't get where there. Where do you keep your PS4 under the doormat? No, no, he. So, it's a long story. I've so many times. I saw so he broke through the door, ran all the way upstairs, got my PS4, and then ran right back. How did he know where it was? Because like, I he, think did he's he... the one who got away the first time? So, oh my god! Like balls. he did his research, his the espionage to get his PS4. Guy. The balls. God, yeah, you got to be pretty dumb to trip him on the way out. <laughs> oh Stick your God. leg out. I, at the I would just like wait on the couch as he runs back down. I'll just be there with a shotgun. Like, what's up, man? How you doing? In one of those uh, automatic Amazon door locks to like lock him in the house, just so he's there when you come home. Yeah, yeah. Lock him in the house, and I'll be there like the the no man. What was it? Uh, no country for old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy with the little silencer on his shotgun. The silence. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, yeah, the piston thing. Okay. And he'll so be there with his forehead. little orange water gun. And M- moving not, on not from else. from escalating <laughs> robbery to manslaughter. Um, <laughs> when when we're not discussing our, our our plans on on how or why to um uh, exploit the Maybe. Second Amendment. Um, we're doing this podcast about video games that that has oh we don't have video that game podcasts. No Second Amendment. <laughs> we don't have it in Japan either. But and and someone yeah. Oh my God! It's probably some real controversial, shocking uh, uh, statement open for argument to to say that they tend to have less gun crime. I mean, um, I would just say I'm white in Japan, so if I attack the Japanese person, it, they'd automatically give me the death penalty, I think. I think that's how it oh, works yeah. in Japan. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think I have a better chance than you. <laughs> <laughs> they love the black people over there. <laughs> Let me take a picture. Let me take a picture. Wait, <laughs> picture? Like. Did, yeah, they, what? they stopped that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Did, did, did you That's get any of that? Yeah. It, I don't think I'm dark enough. I don't know. I've had a bit I of I didn't it get looks, prior, though. Previously. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt will definitely get it. Matt just has to walk like through a countryside city, and he's like the most famous person there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see the black guy walk through our <laughs> be town? be telling their today? grandkids. They're like, that, that tall black guy who came into the combini one day? My God, what a sight. 
It's just so nice to see someone <laughs> of light skin not walk across the street and hold their bag. <laughs> they actually come up to say, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> In their best English. I don't English. know how to salvage this. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to be taking us to the break. Well, we're going to we're going to break and then it's just going to go downhill from that because <laughs> Smash Brothers. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go to the bathroom, I guess. And we're going to break on the Jesus Christ. We had just 10 minutes of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to be back. Uh, oh, God. Oh, good stuff. Subway, home of the famous $5 footlong. Like our fresh toasted black forest ham with cheese and our newest $5 footlong, the fresh delicious chicken pizziola. $5 footlongs, all day, every day. At Subway. Oh, hello, I'm back. Welcome back. Hello, and welcome. Should we, should, <laughs> should we just stop? <laughs> Is George back? No, should we just stop and let George <laughs> And he just comes back and we're in the middle of conversation. I've always wanted to do that. I'm guessing George is the one who edits it. Yeah. Me and Matt okay, don't get so paid could... enough for that shit. <laughs> he oh, could just easily edit that out. Who if, is right? Uh, Hello. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Hello. boss. Hello, I'm back. Hey, hey big cheese. What? what, what what's happening? Lies. What did I miss? Nothing. Nothing at all. Like, we should uh, get nothing. back into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is everyone giggling about right now? <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, I guess you can always find out later by just listening to oh the Oh, my God. Why snitch. did you say that? He would have made well, He's going to see it anyway. <laughs> think of that. <laughs> I swear to God, it wasn't my idea. I, I'm innocent. It, it was absolutely James's idea. No! Like, it wasn't like me. For James, James came back and he was like, are we ready to start? And me and Matt no. were like, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. Because we don't really need George here. <laughs> That's I what he said. So, uh, how serious should I be taking this? <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a convention with my friend Brady. And every time someone came up and recognized us, I would just start making things up about Brady <laughs> in front of him. And he would get so mad every time. Oh James, James was like, uh, we're talking about Smash Brothers next. George doesn't play that. It's fine. Let's go. I, I, I guess we're back oh. into it. Yeah. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> it's me, George. Whoa. It's my introduction this week. Are you? Are you... I'm just, I'm just confused. <laughs> 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 Hello oh. and welcome to the Smash Brothers part of the section of the I mean the podcast. <laughs> the Smash Brothers part of the section. <laughs> the weekly section parts. Oh man, what a cluster. <laughs> oh, I really didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> So Liam, you, here on Dad and Sons, we take a little shot before we you start. Got, um, 
A little. Oh no, the drill. <laughs> a shot in like what? A, in ten in the God morning. Damn it! No. It's ten in the morning for you. Mr. Driller has returned. <laughs> he heard we were taking shots, and now he wants in. Liam, you got hyped for 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 King Crawl, no, so, right? So basically, to quote. J- Liam actually replied to a tweet I made, and he was like, Oh no, everyone's excited for this Oh my god. (laughs) Fucking little snitch. (laughs) Hey, you're making stuff up about me. You you, you brought it on yourself. So... (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I'll start off by saying, of course, I am beyond hyped. The Smash Brothers and Sakurai <clears throat> delivered the goods because to to forego James because he's only our cousin and not important he as nephew. he's not first generation he's not first generation family. <laughs> first generation. Simon Simon Belmont from fucking Castlevania is in the Smash game. The first generation so, of, of the, uh, the Castlevania line. Yes. He looks boring, though. Did you guys though. get spoiled on that? Because there was that yeah, there leak. was that leak. But, guys, you're not thinking about it. It doesn't matter <laughs> that Simon Belmont is in the game. What it, what it matters is that Bloody Tears, the greatest Castlevania song and hypest <laughs> rock metal video game track of all time, is going to be in Smash Brothers. Just We're going to have yeah. Bloody Tears playing repeatedly while betting it out with Simon Belmont Richter Belmont, Dark Samus, Crom, fair enough, both Echo Fighters, and King K. Rule. Just. And yes, James. And you can play uh, songs on any stage now, too. So you there don't you have go. To so every stage will have Bloody Tears, apart from <laughs> Mega Man 2 stage, Dr. <laughs> Wilder's Castle, because then that will obviously have the Mega Man 2 theme playing, which is also one of the bitching yeah. best video game tracks of all time. Just but yeah, I've never heard someone call an NES game soundtrack bitching before. <laughs> just as the announcer Dude, listen says, listen to bloody tears, man. Just as the announcer says, at 13 minutes and 50 seconds. Oh wow, over 800 tracks. 800 tracks, and only two of them you really need on repeat. Final Fantasy. <laughs> over 800 bloody tracks, tears. and Liam is only gonna listen to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's something I like, mean, the like other one was 28 hours was of music like, what that's awesome that's so good that's crazy Sakurai's just like gonna... I'm crazy that's you all like... know I'm crazy so let's just start fucking crazy with it it's like Sakurai like just took loads of drugs and was like well if I'm gonna <laughs> embrace it I'm gonna embrace it and then just went fucking mad and it, like he really could have just he really could have just ported the Wii U one with all the DLC. He could have. So it's really but he's a, awesome. But he's to see awesome him doing this. He's awesome. Unlike aforementioned Death Stranding and Mr. Autor Kojima, who's taking his sweet ass motherfucking postman time. <laughs> we have <laughs> Sakurai literally like killing himself to to create his he, magnum. He opus. does look quite tensed <laughs> up in, in all the shots we see him in. No, that's just like the wooden plank that's holding him up at the back. <laughs> oh my God. He's on his deathbed with a little track ball. You can, you can, in his he's, hand. Like, 
He's like Zero from the end of M- MGS4 on a daily basis. And he's just like going around <laughs> in a wheelchair. Yeah. You kind of see like, like his tanks. neck muscles are straining really hard to say the few words yeah. he's able to squeak out during during this time in his life. But <laughs> but he is he is in his prime. This is his swan I song, I'm so... sure. It hurts because I know I can, as someone living here in Japan, as we've talked about with Agoretsuko and stuff like that, I can fucking imagine how horrid his like daily schedule is and the fact that the man probably doesn't sleep at all. Like, there is a picture, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a picture of him when he went to E3 and he went to the Smash Invitational thing and he, he was like their, their guest. And there's a picture of him like, um, there was the, the you know, this the sandbag mascot mm-hmm. for the the baseball minigame in smash and there's like a picture of him like standing next to it like pretending to punch it and he has like the tiniest arms in the world <laughs> oh my God. he looks he looks He's a he looks so innocent and dead Oh my god. What do we have to type in Google to see this image? I'm trying to... Oh, I found it immediately. I'm I'm sending it to you guys now. Like, he just looks like a 12-year-old boy. And... And it makes me sad. But but isn't he, like, middle-aged? Like, he could be all of our dads. Well, he doesn't age. Sakurai doesn't age. (laughs) Oh, I've seen this picture. Oh my god. It's in the Discord. He's 48 years old! He's he uh, yeah and he doesn't age his face doesn't age but his body is like a fifty thousand year old vampire. <laughs> but he delivered the goods and the direct for anyone who likes Smash was hype as fuck because Sakurai just like poured everything. We had Castlevania, we had you know Dark Samus from the Prime series, we had Crom, you know he used to appear as in the victory themes for Robin, but now he's actually a character which is awesome because Crom is cool. I, I like how in the outline I mentioned that that uh. Simon and Richter Belmont are there, and so is King K. Rule. And then you type in all capitals in Dark Samus and Crom. God, George. <laughs> I think uh, Dark Samus is cool because, yeah. uh, unlike you know, Nintendo loves the evil main character trope, but Dark Samus is actually like it's not really Dark Samus because, like, Samus is the woman in the suit, not the suit. Dark Samus is Metroid Prime in the phase yeah. on suit. Spoilers. So it's like, even though it's an Echo cool. Fighter, it is a completely different character, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, it's got she's got like a real role mo- move instead of like the morph ball thing, which a lot of people are real hyped it's for. It's awesome. And but on top of this, I do I I mean I get it, but I don't get it. And I did tweet James about this, you little snitch. Um, <laughs> I don't get. Oh, people are going to fucking tweet at me about this. Why am I even mentioning it? <laughs> I don't get the King K. Rule thing. I don't get why anyone gives a fuck about that guy being in this game. I know it's a meme. What? I know people just joke about it. No, you, I know. You I don't get it. root no, for no, your no. home team? No. I don't give a crap about the Donkey Kong games. Like, DKC is fun. Well, see, like, You're not representing I, your, your union, I, Jack. We've talked about this shit. DKC like games are fun to play, but man, it's like looking at shit. It's like looking at smid shit on a screen. It's so ugly. And yeah, it definitely hasn't. King K rules. Well, I would say the creator. same. King K rules. King K like, rule might not disagree with you. And yeah, I saw that tweet as well. <laughs> He's like the stupidly named King K. I win. It's like now that. Now that King K. Rool has been immortalized in video game history in Smash, comma, I wish I spent more than five minutes coming up with his kind of dumb name. 
I'm gonna see if I can <laughs> find it exact. His like glowing red eye and stuff kind of freaks me out. It's like portions of him are just like heroin in his eyeball. Like it was, it was the worst in DK sixty four. It was so big, and it's like he's been shooting heroin in one eyeball, and (laughs) it's so weird. I I get the memes. I get it. Slightly rubbish name. I don't get why anyone would be genuinely excited about (laughs) him being because it's hilarious. It's hilarious, I know, but and also I will admit his move sets look really fun and interesting. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like but I'm as... a much bigger Metroid fan, and I'm finding myself more excited for him than Ridley just because. Yeah, of his yeah, I agree with it. We talked really about that, didn't we? And, like Ridley just is like yeah. a dragon. It's like whatever, and it also Ridley is the same. It's like yeah. fucking knowyourmeme.com. Fucking everyone jumps on that Ridley bandwagon, yeah. and King K. Rool comes next. I just don't get it though. Like, who cares well, about Donkey Kong? Adding that a lot much? of villains, that, and he's kind of like yeah, the DK yeah, I can still see it. Compared to what like Simon Belmont, like the main character, <laughs> what about one Richter of the most famous Belmont. video game franchises. Richter's yeah, but yeah, Richter's an Echo fighter. The, the guy who like, only shows up in Castlevania s- games, people <clears throat> specifically don't play. Wait, he played. He wait, Dracula X and Rondo He's in of Symphony Blood? of the Night. Like, He's not the main character in amazing. Symphony of the Night. He gets like killed off and yeah, no, but no, 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 he no. has he has that iconic line that everyone no, knows. Yeah, like, Rondo yeah, of Blood and like Dracula X and stuff. Yeah, the it's iconic, I, which is like I, two of the best games. I don't like, like those so. as much as the others. But I'm seeing. I'm definitely seeing more hype for Simon yeah, than yeah. Richter. Yeah, Simon looks like Hercules mixed with fucking arnie back in his day his walk and also simon's fun and simon is avenging luigi so he has a righteous cause (laughs) rest in peace luigi (laughs) jesus christ i I thought that was cool having him explore dracula's mansion i thought that was a really good way to to never start that trailer's mansion game again (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah but it's cool and we get bloody tears i mean that's all that matters i get to play bloody tears over and over i mean i could just put youtube on in the background and mute the game but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It, but, yeah. I'm excited. I'm fucking hype. When is December? Come on. In, like, uh, three, four months? If you that's not tell that me long it's from... three months away, I'll keep yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's more because it's, like, on the Switch. Like, the... And I know we could play the 3DS version anywhere, but, you know... It's real smash. Are, are you looking anywhere. forward to like it out. pulling it out in the cafeteria and being like, "All right, eighth graders, time to have your your tournament against the seventh graders. It's on." It's like, and they pick K. Rule yeah. and Liam gets yeah. mad. It's like when King what, K. Rule like, is like winning. We said no items, you little shits. What are you talking? Why? Why the fuck is? <laughs> I'm a little jealous for the bumpers kids, only. Actually, I wish I wish I could like throw down a, a lunchroom cafeteria smash round like this. Oh, I never I'm not playing unless they have like when Smash 3DS came out. I was like done school. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we 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 did play in the Rockstar office every lunch because the 3DS version came out two months before it came out in October, before the Wii U version came out in December. So obviously everyone couldn't fucking wait for the console version, so everyone bought the 3DS cart anyway, which was smart by Nintendo because no yeah, one was, would have bought the 3DS version. Before, if the Wii U one came out on the same day, 
Well, that ended up selling a lot better than the Wii U version, just because, because the, you know, yeah, Wii U uh, yeah. Sales but if it came out on the same day, I think it would have been a different story. But we spent, we just spent, you know, yeah. the two months building up to the console version. Every lunchtime, playing in the meeting rooms, playing Smash. But yeah, on the Switch, I thought it was weird that they kept doing those character unveils, even though the 3DS version was out, and we already knew like Duck Hunt was in the game. We already knew Shulk was in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was kind of weird to me. Uh, Nintendo. But on top of that, you know, Shovel Knight is appearing as an assist trophy, which is fucking for Yacht Club games. That must be amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those guys being like the, you know, the figurehead for Nintendo indie titles. But, but digging. Seeing them slowly become the most like respected indie studio has been digging so on the Nintendo side of things. Yeah, so absolutely. deep that Smash Brothers is hitting Shovel Knight and King K. Roll and Richter Belmont is like, like it's it's the most Sakurai yeah, throwing his arms up in the air and being like, fine, whatever thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's Goku appearing? I, at Goku this fucking... point, man, I don't know. Can you imagine the final reveals? <laughs> it's just fucking Goku. <laughs> this is what the internet would like black hole itself inside goku's been like, in video there's nothing games ever to meme about ever again there's there's a few of he, those yes he there's a he's been in games a bit of video he's game history this. that he's a part of yeah i mean he's not like a video game character though he's like from a tv show originally i'm sure there's something in there that is also somewhere i i i'm trying my hardest to think of an example and i can't out of like however many characters is it now like 56 it's like 70 almost yeah there was what good luck finding your main kids in the wii u Oh man! Random always. Remember, random always. The, the first. Speaking of speaking of mains, uh, actually, they got that new mode where you pick a different character to be each of your yes. stock, which is kind of cool. Yes, and also they have the mode where so you have like a tournament mode where it's like you every time someone picks a character, like that character they delete. Yeah, one off they the delete list, that character yeah. off the list, and then the next round you have to pick from the characters that weren't chosen prior, and then you keep narrowing it down huh. until yeah. you only have eight or four characters left, and then. You have the final round, which is fucking awesome. That's kind of a, awesome. it's a interesting MOPA thing almost, like like selecting a champion so that you can save one for later. I mean, it Weird. is. But... I think it's I think it's more so based on like uh, Smash competitive rules because people do that anyway. Oh, yeah? And Sakurai seems like he's really listening to fan feedback this time. Yeah, yeah, they'll do sometimes at tournaments. Oh, this is what I've been told. I've people forget that Melee had like scene, tournament uh, brackets. Oh, people have well, not forgotten. The and then people oh, yeah. don't use them. So, I, <laughs> like, the only thing I can see in tournaments that will be picked up is the uh, is the Smash Ball power. Mm-hmm. Like the the superpower that you smash. get when you get the smash ball, you yeah the final smash, you actually can now have a meter and it builds oh. up over a period of time, and then you like can like a regular it. fighting game, like a regular fighting game exactly. Oh, no, that that's just giving me. them fuel. Well, unless it's broken, isn't that only in the stamina mode? I don't, no, no, no. It's like an option you can toggle on, and off. And that's okay. the thing is like if it's like balanced and like there's not like a complete shitty way in which you build it up like you know just like jumping off the stage and like falling really far down in the geometry and then like getting a way back up or something like there's not some weird way in which it calculates building the power i imagine it will be used but 
I just have to wait until see wait until the game comes out and see what happens. But isn't that what that uh, PlayStation All-Stars. Sony All Stars Smash hey, game no. did? <laughs> You're an All Star. <laughs> You're your PlayStation All Star. <sighs> hey now, you're a PlayStation All Star. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. I'd be very surprised if someone on YouTube doesn't hasn't already like made a YouTube poop music video out of that or something. I mean, considering you've got fucking what the Castlevania games, the the Final Fantasy games, the oh yeah, Cloud's gonna be. It's in funny there, that like somewhere. earlier, yeah, Bayonetta. But it's it's interesting. We were talking about Metroidvania earlier, but here we have Metroid and Castlevania actually in the same game for the first time. Smash is truly the Metroidvania. <laughs> yeah, Smash is the true what Metroidvania. Is it the fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I hope so. Speaking of um, semantics, um, if if uh, speaking of copying things, if speaking of Echo Fighters, if you'll remember from from last week, one very Echo reviewers, very uh, minor news story might, might have might have gotten buried. I, I wouldn't wouldn't blame you for for forgetting, but but we have some updates on uh, the situation regarding IGN's relationship with Philip Myerson. Oh, I just gave you a killer segue, didn't I? Killer. Um, Though I I shouldn't have mentioned a segue is not a good segue if you mention that it's a segue. Oh wow, like, oh, Matt's broken that, that rule a ten lot ten times over. <laughs> anyway, con- continue, right. continue. I'm sorry. Um, on August seventh, IGN issued a statement following uh, the controversy brought up by Boomstick Gaming, alleging the plagiarism. They have taken down the review, investigating the claims, and ultimately decided that <clears throat> they just need to redo the whole review with a new editor. Uh, they also have severed their working relationship with their Nintendo editor, Philip Myerson, who... on That motherfucker got fired. On August 11th, he posted a, uh, quote, response, quote, in which he apologizes <laughs> for the plagiarism and says that... No, he doesn't. It was a, an unintentional part of his uh, workflow. He, he says it was intentional, uh, unintentional, and... Yeah, I, you accidentally yeah. copied. Uh, what he, I did, he, what basically everyone else who reviews games doesn't do, and and that is watch he, a bunch of other reviews, other people's reviews. Like, I'm going to watch other people's opinions to formulate my own opinion to tell other people no. my opinion. No. He he says, quote, My review process isn't really that different from any other professional I've met in the industry. <laughs> I do as much research as I can about <laughs> it. I, I try to look at all the resources I have available to me before I start formulating my critical opinions. I think that the... Well, research doesn't mean seeing and, other and, people's And resources opinions, probably should not be other people's reviews. And also, that doesn't make sense because no. for the most part, Dead Cells is an exception because it had an early access. But for the most part, there's no other reviews at the time you write a review because all reviews come when an embargo lifts at the same time. And also, his review process yeah. is really different from any other professional he must have met in the industry because... Like I said last week, like like there is an Adam Sessler video that G4 must have broadcast in like 2005 explaining why you don't watch other people's reviews before writing mm. your own. Like this is precedent. Very, 
very easy to figure this shit out when when you get in trouble for it in high school and hopefully never again, you know? Uh. The video goes on. What was what made it worse was the video then goes on to criticize people who had reported on the story, like Jason Schreier from Kotaku, who did a fucking amazing <sighs> job of reporting on the story and completely updating it. Following further. it up with more examples of of but Philip Myers plagiarism. Yeah, Philip goes See, on. See, I knew there was more than just one. Yeah, so Philip goes on to be like, thanks oh. for using my name for your clicks, Kotaku, and... <laughs> Oh, well, you made news and people are reporting yeah. the news. That's that's what they um, do. But then he says something even funnier, which is which is hilarious. Now, in hindsight, he says, feel free to look for more examples. And Schreier did. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think that was going to discourage them from? No, I think he just looking. thought he could hide that shit. There's he a, couldn't delete his YouTube videos fast a, enough. It a seems. FIFA review that uh, set off the Schreier alarm. There's a um, from Chris Scullion, who used to work for Official Nintendo Magazine here in the uh, in the UK. A very good review. Philip Myerson's description of uh, Nintendo's HD Rumble when that concept was being revealed also greatly greatly mirrors the NeoGaf discussion thread. It basically word for word copied a NeoGaf <laughs> post explaining oh what hd God. rumble is he even what is he he does something in his video that is like an off-handed quote that would look like someone having a a second track of thought while actually speaking about the the topic at hand but the post does that and he does that and now ign oh is retroactively removing a lot of this guy's old articles. This guy would have been screwed if, like, the only review he could find was from one of those, like, angry video game nerd ripoffs. He'd be like, this game's poopy <laughs> not, yeah, not only that, but there was something else where he'd even copied the words of another IGN reporter who worked at IGN in another article. What? What the hell? Oh, boy. How? What? Oh, boy. What? And then someone dragged up the, today the, his tweet history, and he had a tweet from, like, 2014, where it was a, a quote from someone where it was like, some people say plagiarism is taking from one person. But if you take from many people, it's called research. <laughs> Not with, like, a subjective review. He understands the subtleties, I'm guessing. I, d I just think he rips off other people's work and, and has and been truly, too, well and, and truly found out. And and, and they are scrubbing uh, his name from their site. especially... This guy's never going to work in this industry. Oh, to me, is McDonald's. He thinks it's so normal. McDonald's is hiring right now. He considers it research. Dude, he's going to have a Patreon up in a month. He's going to have all the Goobagatus. Supporting no, him. he's gonna have they, 10k. In his he bank. stands as an example of like, of of like actual unethical journalism. Like that, there is no no this, defending this. George, you know we live in bizarre land. I you know. know they hate true journalism, and they're gonna they're gonna love 
They're going to love actually broken journalism. This, this must be a nightmare for IGN, because we already live in an era where so many people are like, video game review sites are stupid, like, yeah. anyway. So this, this is, is just it. only going to further thing. damage the reputation of, of not just IGN, but, like, video game review sites as yeah, in general. Especially those that, if this sort of thing those going at IGN, on. you know, they already deal with this enough is, shit because IGN's yeah. attached to their name anyway. And, like, that's it. This is now damaging this is be like, oh, to everyone. Did you copy this? Did you copy this and review? I, think, <laughs> I, I was trying to... Did you copy this news report? I was trying to convey last week that, like, a lot of the editorial staff at IGN, like, are real qualified journalists who know these rules, right? Like, look at how they are responding to this situation. But they are... I, I, I remember describing it last week as dealing with a shitty situation. And that's basically that IGN is one of, if not the largest media in general review sites. Like, they are the McDonald's of reviews. And when you think of... Of, of number one reviews as being completely subjective things that could mean God hand could be a five on someone someone's personal score compared to someone else's depending on their lifetime of, of butterfly effect genre experiences and, and that reviews describing someone's subjective opinion is okay. And for two, thinking of it as the McDonald's of reviews for just trash, fast, dirty, quick, palatable to the most people is <laughs> popular for at least the popular examples of regular staple food, which would be the AAA sequels. Like, it makes a lot more sense when 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 dealing with the realities and the problems of the world from from the perspective of one who might be aware of uh, of of how that industry typically works from an insider's perspective, which is hard, which is something that normal people aren't going to really be be had. But God damn, the media illiteracy that that a lot of a lot of people kids these days exhibit is is, is disheartening. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, oh. how hard is it? Even if you're bad, how hard is it to, to not plagiarize? Even not even that. Just formulate minutes, an opinion. It's a McDonald's fast own. food review. Just slap some slop together real quick and shove it out the window. That's what IGN is for. Like, that's we've literally had this on the show today with the division. Like two very contrasting opinions, <laughs> easily said. Yeah. Because it's easy to formulate an opinion. It's how... <sighs> and, like, how do you... Like, if anyone that follows specific reviewers, how are you going to get a, a, a feel for this guy's taste if it's just a, an, an amalgamation of, like, other people's tastes? I mean, fake it well, till now, you make it. It's just going to be like, what does this guy like? Yeah. Fake it till you make it, but don't do this. Um, uh, it's madness. The dude, uh, so, uh, I hope he continues to try. It will just be funny. Just the nerve to, like, not even apologize and, like, admit But not that even you, that, but to attack something people. people. An apology. To attack yeah. people, and with, like, Boomstick as well, he's like, I wish him all the success because of this. Like, okay. like offhandedly being like, I'm the reason that yeah, you're successful. Yeah, kind of passive-aggressive there, buddy. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this madness. I don't he's going to start a Patreon just like everyone who leaves IGN. True. And he's going to get some money. There will be idiots out there who will support that guy for sure. Or mm-hmm. who will blindly mm-hmm. believe he didn't mean it. Which I, I, I just think this is a case where even those don't exist. I don't know. We've seen some, I, I've seen some tweets. 
I've seen some. You've seen tweets defending the guy? Yeah, I've seen some pretty defending things the guy. out there. Yeah, defending the guy. Oh. I'd, I'd be interested in Look at the world seeing we live in, these. Just Google his name and scroll through for a while. You'll okay, find Okay, but until then, we got to get moving on our uh, new um, celebrity. <laughs> we got to plagiarize other people's ideas. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, gee. Don't do this to me, Liam. You know I'm going to have an existential crisis. <laughs> wah, 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 nah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you you were on goods duty this week. Yep. And well, last was it the yeah, last time we had the pro wrestling? We had the other one that I was uh, forgettable because I can't remember it. Um, but Matt, what what have you got for? Ooh. What have you what have you Ooh. got for us this week in Dad's Den? If you don't know what Dad Den is. Welcome to our game den where we flip muse in your ideas and <laughs> <laughs> flip them mm-hmm. for profit. No, we actually will not. Disclaimer, I, I, I guess, because I'm scared now, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> where we flip your ideas for profit no. that we initially, as investors, put money into. Um, Wait, so in, in this scenario, you guys are like the, the big corporate guys that kind of have a lockdown of the property after they let you publish Oh god, do we have to worry about people sending you, in dad den pitches that guys? might be plagiarized from other people? <laughs> this is getting too complicated. Oh. Instead of worrying about the finer details, let's just not worry about the finer details. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what have you got for us? What? Oh, I don't. I don't have anything. George does. Oh, George does. <laughs> what? You just chose George, them. I, I gave them to Matt. I gave them to George. I just chose them. Oh my god. <laughs> I we enjoy. So this is a mobile game called Angry Bears, submitted by Trevor Rao. It's meant to capitalize on the success of Angry Birds and Plant vs. Zombies. It's a game where you have to use a slingshot via Angry Birds to place your towers Plagiarism. on a grid-based map like PVZ. Plagiarism. You have to protect your base and your babies from the oncoming hordes. <laughs> oh no, babies! We have babies we gotta protect! Oh jeez. Um... Babies of what? Babies or babies of bears? Cubs? I, I know. Babies. It's babies called bears. Angry Bears in the title, but in the description they don't mention that the babies are bear babies. So I'm just going <laughs> to... The babies are I'm bear I'm just going to imagine baby babies, though. Because in the sentence they don't specify. That's that's what yeah. I imagined when I read this. Um. Oh, oh yes. Did I mention that if the zombies get to your base, they will steal your children and haul them off slowly crying? You can say... That sounds like a human baby. <laughs> How do you cry slowly? What does that no, it mean? It says hold them off slowly, cry. Oh, okay. I thought he meant they're crying. Wait, yeah, comma placement is important, Trevor Rao. We don't know if these babies are slowly crying or if they're hauled off slowly while crying. Or even if they're human babies or crying cubs slowly. You bad. can save them. Can bears but cry? wait, there's a way out of this sticky situation. Shrekker <laughs> Rao knows knows how to design video games because you can save the crying yep. babies slowly with a small microtransaction <laughs> item or let them die. If you lose all your children, you lose. <laughs> this game would be using a colorful 2D art style to maximize the pulls on your heartstrings when you children get taken away by zombies. The... P- if you, like I feel like he's missing something here. If we used photorealistic children, yeah, that gruesomely get 
clawed away by zombies. Yeah, I, I think that was like a design decision. Like, oh, we can't make, you know, human babies get hauled off, you know? It'll be nice for them to have like a face scan. Yeah, they yeah. Can face scan. You can put your actual. You could scan your own children. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't take Jimmy, please take. <laughs> take know, Timmy like, instead. Bill, take Bill. <laughs> or the opposite, please take my children. <laughs> That's how you find out who your uh, favorites Definitely. are. Definitely, yeah. the ones you're willing to spend microtransaction money on. So yeah, speaking yeah, of which, let the bears come in and take. <laughs> um, I am going to read verbatim with no embellishment the next few sentences. The possibilities for monetization, I mean gameplay, are endless. That's not the only way you can monetize off your players. In this PvZ meets Angry Birds game, we'll have multiplayer with pay-to-win options in it so you can steal other people's children and save your own! <laughs> Misplaced a tower when trying to slingshot it where you wanted. Well, down worry, we charge for that too. All this can be yours for the low, low price of $200,000. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in, man. I think this is a good return on this one. I was, I was thinking, like, this, yeah, this seems like a good money maker, honestly. Man, if you way. can face scan those babies, I'm in. Yeah, face scan. Yeah. There are children I truly hate. That I would... <laughs> face scan the ones you don't like and then just I let them get carried off. Yeah. Here. Oh my god, it gets so much Wait, there better. Is... <laughs> we can make a microtransaction is... for you get to choose which baby gets hauled off. Yeah. There is an addendum. To yeah, this there's an epilogue. There's an epilogue yeah. to this. Hey, in all serious, this was something my CEO came in from vacation halfway into development and wanted to change the whole game to this. I had to spend two days talking him down from this idea. The price is probably what it cost the company to make the game as I made it with primarily interns that were unpaid for at least part of it. Oh my god. And most of us that were paid paid practically nothing. It took about a year to make. I'll link you to two videos of the final product as the CEO took yep. down the game because he thought it would hurt yep. sales if the brand had... Oh, my God. So saucy, dude. <laughs> oh, there's, there's gameplay. I can see this. This yes. is the first time someone's really, truly gone ahead. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, these videos are from 2014, so we're not exactly breaking news here, but, ooh, it almost felt like we were. <laughs> hey, it's got 118 views. Uh, I don't think anyone would notice if we uh, stole this idea. I can't believe there's a CEO out there who doesn't know enough about games to be like, I'm pretty sure we can afford to charge people $200,000 for this game. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that was the production budget. Are you looking at the... Are you looking at the things that you're trying to defend yourself from? Like those look, those look like things I'd rather save than yeah. the things than the bear. The crying baby. You should listen to the audio too. I mean, he's fully given us like free reign to talk about this. We have to link this shit to people, whether I, or not this guy still works for that company or I not. I guess. <laughs> I, I, wow. I mean, he's willing to risk his job for this wonderful dad den submission. I mean, it is all worth it once it gets to the dad's dad. What a what a twist! What a turn! How could oh my god! How can we get the like? How do we top the this? The little light bulbs. 
the little light bulbs that hug the bears. Yeah, that right? suck energy from the bears. It's adorable. Um, <laughs> and then you use that energy to put more turrets down. That's adorable. Okay. The second video's got got a PvP gameplay. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, what? Are you, wait, he's killing the bears with the turrets. I'm confused. I thought we were... Pro- no, That's like I said, those are things you're protecting Wait, yourself so, from. So he's yeah. this aggressive angry bear, and then he's angry killing... Bears. The game is called Angry Bears. I want to save the I want to save the cute I bears. Wanna, yeah, I was going to say, this is adorable watching them hug these little light bulbs. Mm. They're, the second video has unicorns, like pink unicorns running at you. Yeah, those don't get um, attached to light bulbs. Those will break the light bulbs. I don't know if bulbs. I can wrap my head around this convoluted game logic. <laughs> the unicorns break the light bulbs, George. And also, like, <laughs> this game is far too easy. I mean, he's got fucking 14 turrets down. So I don't think the decision well, is up to us anymore. If if the if the idea was already rejected internally within the company, then no, just get us in touch with the CEO. Okay. Like yeah yeah, let's do what's, that. What's let's do that. Name? Trevor, 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 send the CEO's email our way. We'll take it from here. We uh, I don't know about your game, no, but we game know down. about the CEO. We we know we like that CEO. We we give that CEO our our two hundred thousand, right? So yeah. yeah yeah. What about you, James? Are you in? Yeah, like like I said, it honestly seems like a good yeah, money maker. Me, George, I, and Matt I just don't re- have to reverse the the cute stuff with the, you know, but yeah. And he added like um, a little little bonus for me. Um, uh, he made the TV Man game that kind of looks like I guess like uh, a Minecraft shooter. I think they have a game yeah, like I've that, that like uh, Roblox or something like that. It yeah, does it look looks like pretty cool. You like your TV Mans. Yeah. I do like my TV Mans. It does like as he says. It does look like the character from FLCL. Yeah, and Saga. Yeah. Saga. Looks pretty good, though. We can steal both these ideas. Well, it's a good comic. M- moving on to good stealing. <laughs> Welcome to Dad, Dan, and Philip Incorporate. Uh, we have our yeah. next submission. It has no name. Uh, it's from a, a, a listener named Garanical. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Garanical? Gyra- I'll, I'll call him. James, how do you think that's pronounced? Hmm. What? Uh. I would say Garan Ichor, Ichor, like like with an ice like a sticky Ichor. Granicor. Hmm. Well, well, Granicor has had this idea Hmm. for a 3D mascot platformer ever since they were a kid and played Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. The part where Mario drinks a bunch of water and Luigi hits him with a hammer to squirt it back out. You'd take control of a balloon animal character, and you would be able to fill yourself with different fluids that would give you different abilities. Uh, the rule thirty-four of this is delightful. Okay, okay. Fill yourself with as well as changing the physics of the character. Okay. Obvious examples include filling yourself. With helium to float, <laughs> but I've had other ideas like gasoline to light fires. But being f- inside of a balloon, what kind of balloon is this? But being filled with a balloon heavy animal. liquid. Yeah, I no, guess. not the. I don't care what the shape is. I mean, what kind of fucking balloon material is this? I don't know. <laughs> being filled with a heavy liquid would also change how you uh, move somewhat. So perhaps you could sink underwater. Okay, cement. 
I like it. In, in which case, I guess you're more of a rock than a balloon. You're, you're, you're just a fun, comically spherical rock. You can untie the knot and unsheath your skin. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I don't, this is, I, I feel like there's actually a lot of opportunities here for fun innuendos and double entendres. I, li- I like the idea of filling yourself with stuff. And un- unsheathing yourself mm. after, after. Don't cut that quote right. out, please. Like a mm. Yoshi. Yoshi and Mario Galaxy 2 when you fill them with helium. Uh, obstacles yeah. would mostly consist of spiky things that would pop your character since they're a balloon, which is good visual design. Unless it's a balloon made of cement. I guess, yeah, then you have to determine how small the spikes can be. Because have you ever, like, rubbed your fingers across cement? It, it, yeah, it, it feels spiky, but, like, you know, on a smaller yeah. scale. Anyways, anyways. Movement would involve mostly bouncing. <laughs> I think... I don't know if that'd pop a balloon, though. That wouldn't pop a balloon made of cement. I bet if you rubbed the balloon hard and vigorously and repetitively and quickly enough in a back-and-forth oh, yes. motion across cement... I love it. Eventually, <laughs> uh, it at the same time. Uh, 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 you know, tear down the material. You might, you might want to look out for that. Anyways... Movement oh. would involve mostly bouncing, well, just as what my mind had suspected. Uh, think the bounce ball move from Sonic 3 and Sonic Adventure 2. Of course, that is totally what, what I had my mind on. <laughs> um, but let's see, let's see, as they say. But of course, what you're filled with would change the distance and the angle at which you bounce. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'm thinking like a crayon physics kind of puzzle game. I get this, mm-hmm. but balloons are inherently uh, fun, slow, so delightful. The, no, so one of the things is the, the the disconnect between the the fact that as a human being, a balloon is inherently slow. It would just be more of a ball, right? That you filled with different things. I guess so. Yeah, because a balloon would automatically convince you it's very slow. It'd be jarring to see a balloon bouncing around everywhere. Unless it bounces around slowly and you have to time jumps and stuff. But when I'm thinking Sonic 3 and Sonic Adventure 2, I'm thinking that's pretty pretty fast. Maybe like a rubber mm. tire for the yeah, character. And there's, there's a movie you could tire? license and tie it in with, too. Ugh, you could, you you could, could make rubber the video game. There. Okay. Okay. He <laughs> has to have a voice now. He has to have anthropomorphic <laughs> features. What if, like, he fills himself with helium, then he's got the high-pitched voice? When he yeah, has mm-hmm. and if you fill him with cement, he doesn't talk at all. He just sinks to the ground. <laughs> is, there, is there one where he goes through a crack house and he, like, snorts some cocaine inside himself? And, <laughs> or some, like, yeah. I want some of that. And he gets high and the world gets high. Touch fuzzy, get dizzy. You know, can't see where he... Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. game the game would have cell shaded art style, very cartoony and akin to the Wind Waker or a Hat in Time. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm down I'm with down that. With... But with just animal characters. Okay, so so you're you're gonna have... go to that part of the Patreon to find your artist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would have at least five worlds, each with a unique theme. Starting with the obvious carnival theme filled with you balloons, be bouncy castles, and other you gotta fun be things. careful with carnivals. It's it's very, very easy to unintentionally make a horror game. <laughs> oh, horror yeah. game with certain carny 
I mean, I'm I'm thinking of carnivals and video games, and you're right. I'm only thinking. There's of not that games. many like fun ones. Silent like 3. like even in like the kid friendly games, like Psychonauts, carnivals are a scary place. You don't want to be. Yeah. Well, that's why you'd want to finish it as fast as possible with your super fast balloon. <laughs> Others would include a gigantic grocery store having you bounce off the uniquely shaped items on the shelves. Boxes of cereal, Suck the buckets, milk out. CD players that you could pop open the tray to fling wow. you. I heard One that. puzzle would involve plugging into a fan to blow you oh into the Oh my god, like plugging it. in to blow... So, I'm, I'm sweating... I suppose it's like it's like the size and the of a balloon animal. That counts. Like a clown just made a balloon, balloon animal. Right, right. Yeah, I know. Maybe. I know where you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoy the idea. Love the podcast. It's my favorite right now. Just in front of the giant bombcast. Ha! <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff Kurtzman. Much love, guys. <laughs> giant bomb is boring. We're we're That's much right. more professional giant in butt. comparison. Just want to uh, state yeah. the facts here. Right. We oh, have for sure. I don't know what this guy. We, we need a name for this. M- more like uh, I love Jeff Gisman, by the way. Bigger bomb. Um, should we rename? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Uh, fill this, me this up. Doesn't I vote for fill me up. Ooh, fill me up. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Oh God. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. When you think about it <laughs> a little further. <laughs> fill me up and blow me. <laughs> fill me up. <laughs> fill me up and blow me. <laughs> blow, blow me, me yeah, would be yeah. a good title for the game. There's no title here. I don't. And I don't know if like one. blow me. Also, is not really, seeing like, a budget. Triggering either. the like intense shivering that. No, 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 no. Fill me up and blow oh. me. We can get Jonathan Blow to be a guest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting a rubber? No, no. What if um there was a there? I'm thinking a thing similar to Flood from Mario Sunshine, where like you got a, a meter of how much air is left in your balloon, and you can use that to to like. Uh, uh, what, what what's the word I'm looking for when you air comes out plagiarism? of you and that propels you? <laughs> <laughs> plagiarism versus zombies? We could call it getting hard and going soft. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining a kid-friendly game like but you mentioned Sly Cooper. Th- there's and so Wind many Waker. opportunities for dirty jokes here. Like, there's so many. Yeah. You have to capitalize yeah, on them. I mean, whoever wrote this put in the words, fill yourself with different fluids. I mean- the, the amount of times <laughs> that Blow shows up in this description is only one, but I felt like it was more when I was reading I feel like it. I feel like it's a slight fraudulent slip, maybe. Fraudulent? A fraudulent strip? What? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> James, are you dying? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm imagining like the uh the uh the triple X video store level with like the blow up uh sex dolls and whatever. <laughs> the sex doll enemies. Because they mentioned a mentioned a grocery yeah, store. Yeah, so, I mean, a, a sex shop, a grocery shop. Get the, the sex shop can be the final level. level. You have to try the and pull yourself up roll towards sex the... shop. You have, to, you have to dodge the dildos mm, and make sure they can go inside I mean, your hole. <laughs> like they're swinging like axes, and you gotta avoid them or they'll bonk You're you off the, the level. You're in the sex shop, and you have to like stealth your way around by hiding yourself in packs of condoms and stuff like that. Oh no, condoms! <laughs> you, just, you blow up the condoms. You gotta the fill me up with like, milk. Oh, oh my god, okay. that would be amazing. You know, like in MGS5, where Snake can have like yeah, Lena, you no, love you filling know, like, condoms with fluids. MGS5, where Snake can it's, release yeah. decoys of himself. You can have like comdom decoys oh. to distract oh my the enemies. God. Holy shit. 
when you when you that put it that way, not like what yeah, you wanted kinda... it to, which still wasn't that I'm good to start it. with. <laughs> Used condom dealers. <laughs> Oh, dude, Oh, no, okay, we I don't want to move on. That Why had you, been filled what? with I don't know what kind of, I don't know what sex shop, I don't know what, I don't know what sex shop you're getting used condoms at. Hey, dude, I'm not the one who wrote this description. It's not a second-hand store. You don't get condoms uh, in a pawn shop. I, I, <laughs> no, no, say that again, Liam, so the audience could know. I said I'm not the one who wrote this. <laughs> I think if we could speak to the creator... Of this submission right now, a lot of things might would be become in this podcast a lot clearer. Oh wait a second, we have him with us. Uh, uh -oh. What a twist! Uh oh, the alias. Yeah, it was me. Gavin the whole time. We I wrote the this twist. idea. This is a Nitro Rad <laughs> special. Oh my god! <laughs> so James, so we invited James on a podcast without even knowing this. And then he stupidly let slip that he wrote a dad oh, den submission and yeah. sent it to us a couple of weeks ago. Leo, Leo mentioned dad den. I was like, yeah, I actually made one of those. And Leo's like, oh, well, which one was it? I was like, oh. And I found that motherfucker <laughs> straight away. <laughs> so, James, one of all, like, first of all, dude, you haven't got a title for this, which brought great joy for us making one, but. Uh, Getting hard yeah. and going soft. Bring, tell us, tell us why your, uh, what your thought process was for this dad den submission. Mm -hmm. Well, my favorite platformers are always the ones that have a big focus on like character physics. Like Mario sixty four kind of yeah. pioneered that with moves like the dive, where you, you you can overshoot stuff with a dive. It's not like a lot of games where you just have a double jump that cancels your momentum. I like games where you got to get good with figuring out how to you know get your character somewhere just with a physics engine so i try to think of a character that you know physics and i'm like okay a balloon you can fill a balloon with different things that would with different fluids physics. and i kind of got that idea <laughs> different fluids i didn't think i wasn't thinking that i wasn't thinking this was like a dirty sounding idea until you guys <laughs> read it Oh, oh you're blaming us. Is but, that uh, how it is? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Why was it? I was thinking of like a Sly Cooper <laughs> game. I wasn't thinking of like triple X balloons. Make platformer. What is the animal that uses the balloon? Is it like a like a long snake? Or... Oh, I don't know. I just figured uh, like a balloon animal, like, you know, like a clown makes the, you a balloon the, animal. The potential it's, for that's what I picture. Where's the hole for this balloon animal? You know, when you when you blow into the hole of the balloon to blow up a balloon. Where, but where is the hole located on this animal? Liquids. Um, I would put it in one of his legs. Oh, okay. Because oh. I think that's just how balloon animal... Oh. I think that's usually where it ends up. Oh, where it yeah. ends up. Miss opportunity. That's what I'm saying. There's so many opportunities. I don't know. I don't know what they deliberately plan where that's going to be how, when they make the balloon animal. How can you not, like, just picture know. a balloon, like, squirting milk, making a, like, farty noise and shivering all over a box of cereal in a grocery store and not think about how, like, funny and gross and, and delightful that sight is? Because I was thinking more about the mechanics and just thinking of what matched that visually in my mind. Because I'm thinking, okay, you need something to fling yourself. Uh, a CD player, because you're a small balloon. 
I wasn't I was thinking about that that much. I could imagine so, you using like a liquid projectile squirter to create globs of physics objects <laughs> elsewhere on the map. There's a lot of really cool puzzles you could do by just thinking of yeah, what you, you can have do like with a, a platoon-based gun that you fill with different balloons fluids. are bouncy, they're stretchy. Maybe there could be a puzzle where you got like ink and you got a squirt ink on like yeah. a piece of paper. Or you could or like something. have the gasoline stuff and you could fill it and like squirt it and then light it from a distance. And it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like I said, I, I got the idea of when I was like a kid. I've had this idea for like a long time. Wow, you've time. been a dirty kid for a um, while. Since. No! <laughs> <laughs> well, like when I see Mario drink a bunch of water Mario and start makes getting all bloaty this? and Luigi hits him with a hammer. Wow. I don't think like, ew, I think, oh, that's cool mechanic. Squirting water at things. Squirting mm. water. I don't know. You would like a lot of uh, games uh, over in the, you know, Liam's Have side of the world. Have you heard of a puzzle game called Little Inferno? <laughs> um, the premise no, is that you were burning small household objects in the fireplace to solve puzzles. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> similar, like, like, yeah, th there's, there's like some cute inspirations you can follow to, to flesh this thing out. Um, one thing I was thinking, uh, has anyone here played Sphinx no, and the Cursed Mummy? No, but I watched your video no. on it. Plug. Yeah, like plug uh, the mummy's invincible because he's undead, so you can light him on fire or do all these. You can squish him, but he can't die. So, like, if you're squished, you're paper thin, you can go through a crack. Or you're on fire, you can light torches. I was thinking, you know, stuff like that. But, and like, in the so context of I like of the idea of experimenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has to be like an industrial strength balloon. Yeah, industrial strength <laughs> balloon. Um, but but we don't have a budget. How much is this going to cost us, James? Yeah, I I totally missed that part. Um, I don't oh, know. I, oh, I really no. don't know too much about the economics. But uh, it kind of going from Kickstarters, like the Hat in Time Kickstarter, that was what like uh, uh, thirty thousand, I think they asked for. But they ended up getting you way think more. Than that. You you think? Getting hard, going soft is gonna <laughs> smash the Kickstarter records. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wouldn't ask for too much, but I would, I would hope for more, hoping that. Dude, like, if we the, sell it the, the way we're selling it promising. right now, it's gonna fly off shelves. Yeah. Okay, I would, I would say fifty thousand. Oh my 000. god, you would make back on that because the more I'm thinking about it, this could I'm be like in. ported to mobiles and all the platforms. Yeah, Japanese yeah. mobiles. Yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. would love that. You just have to put like it has to be like a cute underage. But animal honestly, balloon. honestly, like rebranding it as like an R-rated game does have potential idea. Like Conquer's Bad Fur Day kind of has that direction. I mean, it limits that's, that's the audience. So point. I'm thinking that I the best route would still be way. like PG-13 level winky winky and you SpongeBob jokes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, like yeah, Rareware yeah, yeah. has Absolutely. like jokes like yeah, that in yeah. Banjo. You wouldn't get it if you were yeah. a kid. Which are yeah. honestly, I think, more so fun than than just being like, "Ooh, we're an R-rated puppet movie." Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. you know, like easy. having those those yeah. Banjo Kazooie like animals that are like, but the text is like, "Fill your balloon with different fluids." <laughs> and yeah, that would make people <laughs> I mean, giggle harder yeah, than like, if it was I mean, more the, like, explicit with yeah. the rating boards. Right, kind of like do I shit. said, it's just text. It, it didn't sound dirty when I wrote it. It wasn't until I heard someone else say it out loud <laughs> that I was like, oh, no. So, Matt, Matt, are you in? 
Oh, oh, I'm in. Oh I'm yeah, in. baby, you're in all the way. <laughs> oh that God, Todd, around you, <laughs> filling what? it with. Oh Jesus Christ. Christ, Lord! As we speak, George. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you guess. Hey, you ever he just watch Hunter X second... Hunter? Yes, I do. I love it. Uh, Hasoka. Uh, yeah. That's how you say that? Yeah. Hasoka. Yeah, it needs to be a character like that trying to chase the balloon. Gone. Balloon. If, you know, if you've balloon. never seen it, it's like this character that's just constantly getting like aroused because he's fighting uh, yeah. the main character. Yeah, he's like, oh, the power of the other character who happens yeah. to be a, a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> but Hisoka is a fucking badass. You should, yeah. Oh. I'm in as it, well. It's just whatever I James, think of, like, filling myself. <laughs> you're just worried that you're going to fill something that Matt's already used, aren't you? That's, that's <laughs> yeah, fill it, fill oh, it with that Matt I've musk. been to your house quite, quite a bit. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's the cologne I use. Matt musk. Remember when I said I was using uh, the restroom? <laughs> hmm. mm. I don't know. <laughs> check That could, check that could be another thing, socks. like... Uh, <laughs> Enter the restroom of like a store and fill yourself with the water from the tap. You know, wrap the wrap the whatever the oh, entry of the balloon god, is around there's the. Oh god! Oh god! Oh look, I'm in the grocery <laughs> store. Oh, it's an eggplant. Let's oh. <laughs> wrap myself right around that baby. <laughs> well, you did it, James. You got the funding to make your sexual balloon game. A... <laughs> I right, right on. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you Go guys like my and idea just like that I had for a and just time. like getting hard and going soft very fast. Here on Dad and Sons, we want your dad dance submissions. So send your very hard and very soft <laughs> submissions to danssonspodcast at gmail.com. And also, next week is emails. So hit us hard and we'll get back to yourself. How am I supposed to release this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you release before you go soft, George. <laughs>